Thanks for tuning into The Hustle, a show about the ideas, processes, people, and culture behind designing meaningful digital products. I'm here today with my friend Dan Petty, who is uh, a very inspirational uh, designer. He's got a lot of things uh, going on, uh, but he's in town uh, today on a trip uh, where he's, I guess, been going across the world doing a, a movie about uh, freelance design. Uh, Dan, why don't you say hello and a little bit about yourself, and we'll dig into all the, all the awesome stuff. Sure. So, hey, everybody. My name is Dan Petty, um, and I am a designer in San Francisco, California right now. Not for too much longer, I don't think. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll talk about that. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I've just been a freelance designer for quite a while. Worked for several startups and agencies as well. Like, uh, I was one of the first designers at Medium. Just uh, was just creative director at Wayno. Um, and, but for the most part, been on my own, just freelancing for everybody. Well, you've worked with Google, Airbnb, Uber, Lux, Valet. You've even done work for, uh, Silicon Valley's, uh, Silicon Valley show on HBO. Yep. It's yep, kind of cool. Yep. Helped design the logos and stuff in the movie. That must've been fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Um, some, some pretty quick work, but, uh, a lot of fun, you know, a lot of creative freedom over there. So a uh, question about that. Is that iterative? Like, do you update that? Uh, like as things change? No, it's it's per season. So um, you know they had a, they had one logo the first season. Now they have a, a different one and different UI. So it just depends on the story. Depends on how the story is changing. Um, so, but I haven't done anything for the if or if there is a next one. You do a, a, a wide range of work. How would you how would you describe uh, Dan Petty, the the designer? Oh man, um, I. The easiest thing for me is to say I'm a web designer and app designer. I feel like everyone kind of gets that. Even though I obviously do a lot more, you know, I can do branding and you know, I do a lot of photography. I now do video stuff. Um, so it's a, a huge uh, range of things. Um, but the easiest thing is just say I'm a web designer and app designer. Uh, those are the two things I love the most. I think I can't remember the first time that I came across your name. It, it had to have been on Behance or something like that. But the first time that I met you was when you invited Natalie and I to come out for Epic Currents, which was a, a very <laughs> exciting time. <laughs> Why you were, went really out on that. We stayed in all the famous uh, houses on the beach, and it was a, a, a really amazing um, few nights of conversation and um, nice. created a lot of memories. Um, not everyone gets to go to Epic Currents, but you've been trying to make that possible for everyone through other events like Epic Currents Montu's. Um, why, why, why do all that work? Why spend all that money? Why go, like, why go through all that effort to make that happen? Yeah. I mean, for one, thank you for coming to Epic Currents in Hawaii. That was amazing. Uh, such a good time. Great to meet you guys. Um, I think it's, it's, it's two parts, right? So my weakest, uh, strength in design and just my personality is uh, communication and uh, just, I'm not a good people person. I've grown a lot. And um, uh, since, you know, I've, I've gotten older and and started Epic Currents and stuff, but um, that was always one of my weakest parts. And I thought one of the better ways to kind of improve on that would be to start something for the community. And so I, I decided to build on Epic Currents. Um, that's not why Epic Current started, but it's, you know, it's why I kept kind of going because I noticed it was making me grow. Um, but also that I just felt like there was a need, uh, for me personally and my friends to have an excuse to 
go outside, right? We, we work so many hours a day, so, uh, so many days a week. It's crazy. It's insane. Like there's no 40 hour weeks, you know, that's, we're talking like 80 hour weeks, right? In the world that we mm-hmm. live in right now. Um, it's crazy. And no one can get off work unless, you know, they have this, they have like maybe two weeks of vacation they could use during, it just depends on where you work or whatever. But I, I really wanted an excuse to let myself and my friends go snowboarding for a week or go surfing for a week or hiking for a week. Um, whatever it was, just to get out of our behind from behind on our machines and just go get kind of re-inspired with each other, get to know more people because we weren't doing that. And when you go to a normal conference, which is the other excuse you can get off work, it's usually during the weekend, right? Yeah. That's family time. And also it's, you're just sitting down listening to people talk. There's really, there is community there, but there wasn't enough for me. It wasn't what I was looking for. So I decided to keep going, start it. Yeah, it's, it was, you know, the, I went to Epic Currents Hawaii and then I went to Montu's and, you know, one of the things that I remember was this, this how collaborative it was. Almost, I mean, you kind of get out what you put into it, you know. And so, if you're if you're willing to get out of your comfort zone a little bit and meet people, I mean, everyone's really, you know, I met so many people that you know that I really look up to. They're just as shy as myself, and um, yeah, you know, like um, I've made a lot of friends that way. Like even potential business deals and a lot of cool people. You know, like Ben Klein and I are friends now. We talk on the phone sometimes, oh, so just awesome. randomly. That's so know. awesome. It's it's really cool. So, um, are you still do is Epic Current still going on? Is it is it still going to happen? Yes, it's still happening. We actually have another one in uh, uh, well six weeks from today. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but in October, um, and it's in Moab. So it's a different. It's not snowboarding or surfing. Obviously, we're going to do rock climbing and hiking and uh, ride dirt bikes and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, it's going to be a good time. But yeah, it's still going. I actually, so it's a year old now, and I was going to stop it. Because um, you know, I spent all my money on this last year, lost a lot of money, and um, I don't know. It just it, it was hard to maintain. And I do all this by myself, right? Um, so while you're working, while I'm still full time working, yeah, freelance uh, and all this stuff. So I uh, I don't know. I just decided to keep going because people kind of they just enjoyed it, you know, and it made me feel really good to see these people happy and, and see these relationships happening at the event. So I, I just had to keep going, at least try it one more time to see if I could break even and not just lose money. Um, so I decided to go again and I already have two, two events planned coming up. So we have Moab and then uh, I'm about to n- announce the next winter Epic Currents. So why don't you tell folks how they can find out about that or get on the, the wait list for that or whatever, if, if that's still going on right now? Yeah, so um, the Epicurrence Moab is is sold out. Um, though, if you really, 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 really want to come, um, definitely send me an email at dan at epicurrence.com. It's Dan with two N's. Um, and I'll just hear your story and see see what we could do to get you in there. Um, the next winter one, uh, I will be announcing here in a few weeks, and the site will be live at epicurrence.com. And you can go and uh, just send an invite request to get, you know, to to get a chance to come to that one. Um, and these are the smaller events. So these are like 50, 60 people events. Um, I'm still working on trying to figure out how to do another Epicurrence Montus or something larger for more people. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it was, uh, that was just a really special event for me, you know? Um, so I really want to figure that out, but for the, for the short term, uh, two smaller ones are coming up. Sweet. 
So um, not only are you doing Epic Currents and freelancing, but you're also working on a movie. Yes, Tell us about correct. the movie. Uh, yeah, so this is, so okay. So I started a vlog uh, maybe a couple of months ago and I think I got like maybe 30 episodes in it. Um, it was a daily vlog. Um, and I started to enjoy that so much and was getting a lot of good feedback from that. I decided I wanted to see how much I could push video because I've always wanted to learn video, uh, still learning it. Um, and I got kind of inspired to do this video. Um, and I was full-time at Wayno at the time, and then I uh, left there to go back full-time freelance. And I was like, you know what, before I start all this work, um, I want to go just talk to people and see how they freelance, see what they're doing. Because I know why I love it so much. I want to see why other people love it so much. And so I hopped in my van and uh, just took off from San Francisco. And I've, I've been everywhere. I've been all the way, drove all the way to, you know, Kansas to Atlanta to North Carolina to New York City, um, you know, and I'm I'm on my way back across the states now, back home to San Francisco, and I've just I've probably talked to 15 freelancers so far. I'll have maybe 25 at the end of this, and um, just kind of hearing how they work. You know, can you work from anywhere? Can you make a lot of money freelancing? Why is it hard to freelance? Why don't you freelance? Um, just everything in between. And uh, I'm going to be sharing my story too, and um, just you know the ups and downs of it, and putting it into a documentary for just for people to understand. Because there's, I don't think people understand what it means to be a freelancer. I don't think they mean understand what it means to to go freelance. You know, they they think there's a process to it, or or or, or you can just hop on and now you're suddenly a freelancer. Like there's, you know, I think uh, I think people need to talk about it a bit more. And, yeah. and hear more about it. Yeah, I think it's great when people are willing to get, you know, get, you know, share with, you know, other people that might be, you know, com- competitors or whatever. I think yeah. it's really important for people to share knowledge. I'm curious, but when you first started this project, I'm sure you had a lot of assumptions or, you know, maybe things you were thinking about. Um, over the process of going all these cities, the things that you're thinking about, like, were they validated or did you? Uh, learn a bunch of things that were, you didn't expect to hear. Like, what were what what have been some of the the big aha moments for you um, as you've talked to these these uh, other independent designers? Yeah, I you know I was super shocked, super shocked because I always thought you had to be in San Francisco, right? That's why I'm there, and I I do get a lot of work freelancing because I'm in San Francisco. I still believe that, but. I going into this trip, I was like, man, I'm going to meet a bunch of people that are they're going to say they wish they were in San Francisco or, you know, they can't get work because they're not in San Francisco or things like that. And it was total opposite. Like completely opposite. They were getting um just as much work as I was, the same type of clients as I were, you know, in the middle of Kansas, in the middle of uh, Atlanta or somewhere, you know. Um and you know, I kind of I knew you could still get work from anywhere, but I really in the front of my mind, I wasn't thinking that, man, I really could work from anywhere. I always thought, I, you know, I still got to be in San Francisco. Um, so as soon as, the, my, my first person I interviewed, they were in Kansas. And immediately I was like, wow, I do not need to be in San Francisco paying $5,000 a month for rent. Uh, it's just ridiculous, right? And then I, you know, go to the next person and I'm like, 
they have this crazy design studio on the bottom of their house. And their their rent might be like $1,000 or their mortgage or whatever, $1,000 a month. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like there's so many things. And some people, they could go right outside and play basketball or go swim in the pool in their backyard and then go right back to work. Like in San Francisco, it'd take me like two hours to do that, right? I have to go mm-hmm. hop on Muni, go find a basketball court, you know, where no one is, and then go find a place with a pool, which for one will be very expensive. <laughs> um, but you do have the ocean there. I do have the ocean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that's honestly, that's one of the hardest parts about it all. That's one of the things that's kept me in San Francisco for so long is just because I love the surf and it's right there. Um, well, you can always come to Austin and paddleboard and do paddleboard yoga. That's true. Wait, didn't they? Even, they opened up a surf spot here. I heard that they that they are that they have already, they or that are. they will soon. Yeah, it's one of the two. I'm, I got to find that out while I'm here. Yeah. Um, There's another one that's. Uh, I guess it's like uh, snowboard training. It, I don't know what the material is, but it, uh, you can go there. I, I guess and oh, kind, wow. kind of do that. That's so crazy. Yeah, you know, it's uh, from the agency side too. It's 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 incredible the whole Bay Area thing. Um, Ted Boda and jo, uh, Joel Buchelman were here one time, and they're like. Holy crap! Like this office in San Francisco would be like thirty thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Like, and you know, like, we're, you know, <laughs> I would I won't even say what we're paying, but uh, you know, you can get a good you know as a freelancer or as a small studio or even a big company, you can still get real estate. I mean, I'm sure in Nashville, Austin, cities like that, you can probably get good stuff for a dollar or two square foot a month, and yeah, you know, do your do your thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. It, it definitely opened my eyes to. Do I need to be in San Francisco? Yeah. And I never thought this would happen. I mean, maybe later on when my kids grow up or something, but I don't know. I'm I'm heavily thinking about, man, why am I I wouldn't say wasting my money, but spending so much of it uh just by being in San Francisco when I don't have to. Yeah, I mean, I, I can only imagine, especially with a uh, you know, with the family. Yeah. Um yeah, I can crazy. imagine what that's like. Uh, but you know, I mean, also you know, you know, you're from Nashville. I'm from Texas. We, you know, you're in San Francisco. I was in New York. People that are from those areas, it's a lot easier for them to just stay because it's it's what they know. But um, I'm 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 pretty sure it had to be interesting. It has to be interesting to go across the country and talk to all these people, and not only get to learn from others, other people, and make this product you're doing, but just get a feel for you know what else is going on. I mean, that's that's really cool. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I, I've learned different forms of pricing. Um, I just, it's crazy how many, how they handle their, their, their clients, you know, their, their upfront agreements or whatever. Um, no one's writing contracts these days, which I never did, but you, this is the thing, right? You go online, I'm talking freelance, I'm not talking agency right now. Uh, if you go online, you read about freelance, they're going to tell you, oh, you got to have like this incredible contract and all these agreements and you have to do like 50% up front or you have to charge this much or you, you can't be flexible with your pricing, all these crazy things. And I've always been the total opposite of every piece of that. Um, but I never really knew what other people did because mm-hmm. you know you don't ever hear about it. So after yeah. talking to everyone, like the people that are successful at freelancing are the ones that are flexible and they, they just jump into projects. They don't do these contracts or anything. I mean, unless the contract comes from a, a client, right? They, we don't mm-hmm. have these forms that we make our clients fill out. We don't have questionnaires yeah. that some of these yeah. freelancers do. <laughs> uh, you know, we make it as easy as possible. We become friends with our clients. You yeah. know? There's so many things that 
it's just been so interesting to hear and validating uh, at the same time. The, a couple of things that I can share um, later on today, I'm going to be talking to Jules from us too. And he, he has a, the article, he's the one that wrote that article, um, the state of the digital nation in 2016. And he's got another video called um, the agency of the future. And, and, but what he's really talking about, one of the key takeaways is that it's about, especially when you're working in startups, it's about really partnering with them closely to like, take this thing, uh, t- to market. And, um, and I, it's really interesting to hear some of his thoughts on that. And, um, oh, oh I forgot what I was going to say. Um, we were talking about, <laughs> we were talking about partnering with people. Oh, so my very first project when I was freelancing before Natalie joined, it was just me. And I just left my job at Evernote and I was on the phone, um, with who's now like a, on our advisory board, um, potential client, and I was trying to get him to go through this whole process of like, I, you know, I was trying to evaluate the deal and, you know, going through contract negotiations. It's a big company over there. And he's like, look, man, he basically laughed at me on the phone. He's like, do you want to work together or what? Let's just, <laughs> let's just, let's just get started and do yeah. some cool shit. Man. Right? And I was like, oh man, uh, that was a big learning lesson for me. Yeah. That's awesome. That's I was funny. trying to be too buttoned up or I don't know. And enti- I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, that's what some of these freelancers do. You know, they, 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 uh, I don't know. Yeah. But I also like some freelancers, like it's interesting to hear, like some people refuse to use the word freelance. They, they'll say, oh, I'm a contractor or I'm a, uh, uh, what's the other one? Independent mm-hmm. or self, self something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but other than they'll make up agency names for themselves, yeah. you know, um, and they have different, you know, uh, reasonings for doing all this stuff. But it's, it's really interesting. It's really yeah. interesting. So, um, you're in Austin now. We're hanging out. Um, we're going to be doing some events here later today. And we were talking over whiskey earlier about uh, another one of the things that you've been thinking about, which is um, what matters. And I, know, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before. There was a, I don't know if this is related to the tweet that you wrote about, like, huh, maybe your opinion about um, money is changing a little bit or life. What, what, what is that all about? What, um, what did you mean earlier? Yeah. Um... I, I mean, it's such a confused state right now. So it's it's kind of hard to put to words. But um, you know, this trip has changed me a lot. Um, you probably noticed from my tweets and whatnot. But for the longest time, you know, I've been after uh, you know success. But what does success mean, right? Uh, it means many different things for many people. But I always thought, you know, I want to have a successful company or product and and money and you know those those things were success, right? Like and I worked my tail off. Like, if if I showed people how much I work, they would like think I'm crazy. Like seriously, even people that work hard would think I'm crazy of all the stuff I do and the things I turn down to to do all this work. Um, and once I started having kids and um, you know all these different things, it, it, it my life and my uh, goals really started to change. And um, I don't know. Like, I, I would work. You know, I would work in the morning on a on a on a startup idea, then do my freelance work during the day, and then at night I'd work on a different startup idea, and just kept going because I wanted to. To me, having one of those succeed would be successful, even though I, I was already successful. You know, I I can pay my bills, I can support my family, and I you know, yeah, I was already I was already getting work. So why did I need more? And that's kind of the question I'm asking myself right now. Is like, why do you need more when you have enough, right? Yeah. 
What is the importance of having more? Why do you need more? You're not going to spend it. You know, maybe you can get a bigger house, but why do you need a bigger house? You don't. Um, just all these different things. So uh, I'm in the mindset now to where I'm not working as hard as I was, or maybe I'm working hard, but just for different reasons. Um, I don't even know if this is making sense because it, it, I'm still, like I said, I'm in this confused state. I think we of, all are. Yeah. Um, but, but for the longest time, like I always knew like, yes, okay. By the time I'm, I'm 33 now, by the time I'm 30, I need a million dollars. By the time I'm 35, I have to have $5 million. And by the time I'm 40, I better have, you know, a hundred million and be retired or whatever. had, you know, my successful yeah. startup and I don't know. I just, why? Right. I don't know. Um, when I, I'm making enough right now. Yeah, uh, just freelancing and, and having all this free time and getting to spend time with my kids, getting to go surfing, snowboarding, do all these things, um, which is what life's about, right? Life isn't about working behind a computer all day trying to make a million dollars. I mean, what are you going to do when you get that million dollars? You're still going to work again, you know? You, yeah. You know? Because that, is that going to be enough? You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. My 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 priorities are just different now. You know, I still love design. I'm still hungry. You know, I still love, absolutely love it. Um, I just, I'm tired of being uh, stressed. I'm tired of uh, not having that extra hour with my kids before they go to bed or not being able to, you know, wake them up in the morning or something, you know, because I have to hurry up and do a project before the client wakes up. Mm -hmm. Um, Just different things like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how you're able to do it. Um, when I, when I was, you know, when I was in my twenties, I could, I could do that. I don't know how you're doing that in your thirties. Um, Dude, it's, I, I'm not healthy. I'm telling you, I am not healthy. Um, I remember when I first got married, um, I was, uh, like, uh, 28 or something like that. Um, and it just, the stress hit me so bad that I needed to work like crazy. Cause I was just like a, I would work every now and then I'm just kind of, and then try to do startup stuff. So, you know. But once money, once I got married, I like, dang, I really need to make money to support my family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got so stressed out. I took on every single project I could, work I couldn't even do. I told the client I could do it, and I would just figure out a way to do it. Um, and I got so sick, I had my first uh, anxiety attack and uh, had to be rushed to the hospital. I, oh, I literally dude. thought I was dying. My wife had to rush me to the hospital, and we were living in San Diego. And for like two years later, I was suffering from uh, these really bad um, uh, symptoms from from all this stuff, and uh, kept going in and out of the doctor trying to figure out what was going on. Um, but at the end of the day, it was just overwork and stress constantly. Mm-hmm. And then I got really healthy again, and then over the past year, I kind of fell off the bandwagon again and just kind of work and work and work. And I don't know, it's it's crazy. It's not a good feeling when you you have a three year old daughter and you can't. It hurts to pick her up or something. You know what I mean? Because you've been sitting down all day. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you're definitely a person that you know that has a good value system. I mean, even though you you say you're unhealthy and you you, I'm not going to argue with you, but you do do things to try to encourage yourself and other people to you know, to get out and do other things. And, you know, Epicurrence, I think, is an embodiment of that. You know, like taking people, taking people 
out of their comfort zone, not only to meet other people and have really meaningful conversations, but to try completely new things. And I don't know if that is, if that was a, one of the reasons why you started it just for like some personal reasons there. But I mean, um, that's awesome. And I, you know, I guess like, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, as we progress as human beings and as designers, I'm, I'm sure that it ebbs and flows what, with these needs and wants are, you know, like I kind of battle with that too. Like I see fun size kind of on the upswing. And if we really wanted to, we could probably get really big and, make a whole lot of money, but we don't, you know, like right now, like Natalie and I just, we like working Monday through Thursday and having, you know, like we don't work on, with clients on Friday. We just, it's all investing in exploration and growth. And I like that. Like at least right now, awesome. I feel like I'm making just enough money to live the lifestyle that I want, <laughs> lifestyle I want, but you never know, like, you know, that next week that could be different. I guess, you know, yeah. I guess if someone's going out on their own or is already on their own, they, pro- they probably need to figure out their you know, what their why statement is and, and then sort of design everything around that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. It's very true. Um, uh, so I have a couple other questions for you. So, uh, you, you, you have been in the van and you've also been freelancing. You are freelancing. Uh, you're on your way back, back home. Do you think that, uh, you know how it feels like when you go to a conference and, and you're on your, on the, the flight back and you're like, I can't wait to get home. Do you think that, do you think that as soon as you get back to the barrier, like, these things do you expect that these some of these feelings will change immediately <laughs> i'm so glad you brought that up because uh, i've been thinking about this and i do think san francisco is such a magical place and it's a very important place to me because they gave me a job the day i graduated college they just found me online it was so random and it's just been my career was because of san francisco so every time I step into San Francisco when I'm away, I just like, oh man, this is home. Like this is magic, you know. And the surf is over there, and I quickly go see the surf. I'm just like, yes, you get you got tech, you got the beauty, the beautiful landscape, you got all the greatest food and coffee that you could ever ask for. And then there's surf, there's snowboarding like three hours away. It's just a magical place. Um, and. I, I, I just, this is the first thing that comes to my mind every time I'm there, right? But then once you, okay, you sit back down in your chair, you're like, I don't ever see this stuff. I mean, I do, but when I'm busy, mm-hmm. I don't ever see this stuff. And I'm busy a lot, right? And then by the time I'm done working, I, my, those two-hour window I have before my kids go to bed, it's with them, right? Yeah. And then by that time, it's dark outside, so I'm not surfing, obviously. I'm not snowboarding. You got to wake up real. I've watched like some of your videos. Like I guess you wake up really early to go yeah, do that before 430, you start to grind. Yeah, and I'm I'm up and I'm I'm working, you know, um, and and once I'm I'm back in the zone, then it's like you know what? Why? Why? <laughs> you know? So I I do know that once I hit the city, I'm yeah. like, man, I'm never leaving this place. And then probably like two weeks later, I'm like. We'll remember all the stuff that I've learned, uh, yeah. you know, as I've been gone. So, uh, I do think a change is coming. I do think, no doubt, a change is coming. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to touch base with you when you get back and see, you know, see what see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got a couple more questions for you, if go you don't mind. It. A Dude, couple more. So, um, what how, what uh, advice would you give someone that is thinking about going out on their own? Like freelance wise, yeah, yeah. Um, I think 
do it, right? It doesn't hurt to try it. You can always try it. You can always get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a job now, you can get another job. Um, don't wait for anything, right? If anything, but at the same time, don't do it. If if you don't have any money, you don't have a potential project coming. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying just jump into it. Um, you heard it, kids. Just quit your job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you have a project that's coming, you know, and you can make at least two to three weeks worth of money on it, yeah. You know, and you've been thinking about going freelance and you really want to, that's your opportunity, right? Take it and run with it. Yeah. Um, and and a good way to do it also is to do that project in full time at the same time. So you do that project in the morning, at night, and at lunch. And then you just, you know, once you're done with the project and you have money, you can jump in and then you hustle to try to get another project. Yeah. Um, I think most people, they want to do it, and then two years later, they still haven't tried it, you know? Yeah. Um, I think you just have to do it or you're never going to do it. Um. It's you know it's an easier transition than you think. Don't uh, one of the biggest excuses is um, insurance and security. That right? was my biggest concern, and, the, and it turned out to be the two of the easiest things to do. It's crazy, right? For one, insurance is incredibly easy. Yeah. I think most people are scared just because they've never had to research it. Because when you go full time, there's just there's your options right there, right? Yeah. It's incredibly easy, okay, and it's not expensive. Um, so don't worry about that. Another one is security. And let me, are you secure right now in your job? You lose your, you get fired or let go any minute. Anything could happen. I think you're more secure when you're in control. That's my theory too. I totally think that. Cause you know, if you don't get work, it's kind of on you in a way, in a way, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but don't let security, uh, keep you from going freelance. Cause I, I don't think, uh, Yeah. That just doesn't make sense if you think about it because you're not securing anything. Yeah. Um, so I just hacked your two excuses. So what's your excuse now? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the first one is is really special to me because I've gone. I've started two business, two design agencies now. that both started from going freelance, and they were started because Natalie told me basically what you said. Just do it. Give it three months. And if you hate it, what is the worst possible thing that can happen? You go get another job. I mean, you know, it's, you know, when you really think about that, unless you, you, unless you live somewhere where there's like only one place to work and then then you just burn that bridge. I mean, there's probably that's, if that's the worst case scenario and that's something you've always wanted to do, you should, you should do, you know, I think you should try to do it. Absolutely. And, and if you're, if you're thinking about going freelance, I mean, there's also a deeper question there, right? Uh, are you, are you not like super stoked on your job right now? You know, so uh, what would hurt trying something else? You know, if you don't, if you try freelance and you don't work out, you mm-hmm. seems like you already want a new job anyways. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know your circumstances, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know what the numbers are now, but uh, one of the things that I preach to my team all the time, I try to get, I try to get them involved as much as I can in like, the uh, business development process and and like SOW writing and all these various skills because I think I I believe that over their career especially younger ones they're going to probably spend at least fifty percent of their career in some form of self employed and uh, I don't feel like people get the education like the business education in school especially design school or or even in most jobs so I, I don't know if I'm overwhelming them with you know by asking them to learn those things but I think it's pretty important. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you know, you know, two, you know, two of our founding team, like they, they went and started their own business, and you know, um, 
I, I, I hope, I, I just hope that those things, I think they did help them prepare for that. And oh, I'm sure it did. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. I'm glad that you did that. Yeah. Um, the other question that I wanted to ask you because, um, and I, I could be wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you've worked at a lot of startups and I think I overheard you, uh, in a conversation at occurrence, uh, talking with someone about how some of these projects may or may or may not have involved equity. Um, Today, moving forward, someone that's freelancing, how do they need to think about that? Like, if they want to go work for, you know, like, you know, a unicorn startup. Sorry to use that word. I should never use that word. Uh, they, <laughs> but there's a there's someone they really want to work with, but like, you know, equity is important or uh, to them. Like, how did how should people think about that? And do you think it's some? How much do people really need to think about that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there's opportunity when you work with startups, right? So, and this goes, this goes back to being flexible uh, uh, when you're with your pricing. Um, so startups, you know, they, some of them have a lot of money, some of them don't. Even though they do have a lot of money, they have budgets, you know, they can only spend a certain amount on certain things. Um, and, you know, if, if, if a client comes to you and they need a project, um, let's say, let's say you charge, let's say they need a website, right? Their product is a website. They need a facelift and they're going to give you, um, you charge them 20 K, um, and say it's a month worth of work, 20 K. Um, they come back to you and you're like, man, we, we really only have 10, right? Um, uh, 10 grand is still a lot of money in a month or at any amount of time. It's a lot of money. Um, so one one way to approach this, and this is, this is how I usually get into my design by equity, uh, is when a, when this happens, a client, you know, uh, I'll be like, okay, well, I can't drop it down half my price for that, but what if we, you know, throw in ten k worth of investment, you know, mm-hmm. and they see how much other angels or whatever have put in right. their ten k. What's that worth to them? And I get the same amount as these angels that put in 10K. Are you getting straight equity or straight is it options? Equity. Straight equity. Okay. Uh, just like, just like it, you literally are an angel investor at that point. Um, and I've done this from, uh, you know, things from 10K to 100K on, on projects. And, um, you know, it's only been a few years, nothing's happened yet, but the chances are, are pretty big. Especially when those are promising San Francisco companies. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a good way to handle this is I, I wouldn't necessarily, even though sometimes I've done just 100% equity, um, I think the best approach is to split equity and cash um, or equity and payment. So, um, you know, like the example I just mentioned earlier, you would still get 10 grand and then you'd have 10K in equity, yeah. which might only equal, you know, half a point or something. But still, that's. That could be worth a lot of. I could be worth a hundred grand one day, you mm-hmm. know, or more. So you just got to look at it as an investment. But if you, what well, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't it also kind of build the portfolio enough where you you uh, someone like that's doing that could be would be a legitimate angel investor? You yeah, know, absolutely. Like, yeah. I, I totally, I, I totally think so. And uh, another thing is, um, these startups talk to each other, right? Their, their founders talk to each other. Their investors talk to each other. And if you're helping these companies by doing things like that, uh, you're helping them and they're helping you, right? Um, they're going to tell their 
friends that and their investors that and then yeah. when the next startup comes they're going to hear about you and yep. you're going to have an opportunity there too to help someone and it just snowballs it's ridiculous for for being a freelancer or an agency and spending 10 to 20 percent of your time or more doing business development it's a great way to build uh, cast a wider megaphone or yep. wider net yep and i think i think that's why that's why i do enjoy san francisco because you know, there's not a lot of us freelancer designers there. There's really not. There's a handful of us, um, and it's getting slimmer and slimmer because um, we keep getting picked up by people. Mm-hmm. Um, the investors will talk to each other and be like, "Oh, well, Dan did Lux Valet, you know, yeah." And whoever their investor is has invested in like 20 other companies, you know, the next month or whatever. And then their first, who do you think they're going to call first, right? Right. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's just good to it's good to get in with these startups and help them. Um, it's good to get in with any company and help them. So don't. I, this, I'm going to fall back on the be flexible with your pricing thing. Um, if you, I don't I don't know how to want to phrase this, but what's the difference between 10k and 8k? Right? Yeah, it's two grand, but you could have zero k, or you can have 8k. Yeah. Right. Well, that 8k could convert into. 16k exactly. once you build trust with that exactly first, and you just take that first risk or whatever exactly i did a project nixon.com i did it for free in a weekend uh the concept free in a weekend because they're about to launch something and the next week they picked my design and we wanted to build it and i built it again i designed the whole thing in a week again for free um and this was like my dream project and I got so much work from that. I mean, they, they could have charged someone 250 grand easily to design that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it for free. They ended up sending me watches and a whole bunch of cool stuff. <laughs> but uh, the amount of work I got from helping them out uh, was insane. I mean, just insane. I, I bet. <laughs> so I think, I think uh, just helping people, being flexible is is a key to almost anything really. Yeah, I, I agree. Especially if it's a, uh, let's say you're, you, you really want to learn mobile or VR, right? Like be flexible in those cases too. Cause you're learning and that, you know, that one project that's VR, that may not pay as much may, that may, you might then be able to do a project with Google, you know, and, and if you, you gotta be willing to, you know, put in the time to build the, you know, the expertise. Absolutely. To, you know. Absolutely. Well, Dan, um, what is it that you, what kind of design work do you, Let's end with this. What what do you what kind of design work do you want to be doing in twenty seventeen? Is that next year? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what kind of design work do I want to be doing? Man, I'll tell you what I want to be doing. I want to be doing Epicurrence full time. I want to slow down on my design work. That would be my passion. And I want to do more things with video. So if I the design work I, I do, I want it to incorporate more video. Um, more, and, and I want it to incorporate more photography and things that can't be created on a computer. Um, like no illustration or 3D things, like real tangible things. And if you look at my work in the past, it's always been that kind of way. But I want to learn, I want to like basically do it myself. Um, learn all these skills myself and um, make it even crazier. Um, um, if you look at um, Jessica Walsh, 
yep. uh, like her work, um, some of that stuff. Like it's it's real work. I mean, they could they could do that stuff in three D in a day, right? But they'll spend a week and make it right the real way, and no one would ever know. Uh, but think about the amount of think about the things they learn in that process, you know, from from just being hands on. Um, I I don't know. I'm really inspired by that, and I kind of want to get to that level. Um, do things away from the computer. That's awesome, Dan. I really appreciate you um, coming to Austin and taking time to be on the podcast. Man, um, my pleasure. It's awesome. It's, it's great Love to see you. Love the podcast. It's been great to hear it on the road trip. So, oh, awesome. It's been cool. Looking forward to having some beers in just a minute. Uh, until then, why don't you tell our listeners how they can find you on the interwebs? Yeah, so um, thanks for listening. And you can follow me on uh, Twitter, at Dan Petty. That's Dan with two N's. Uh, follow my Instagram stories, at, at Dan Petty. Um, and uh, please check out epicurrents.com. And what about your uh, video blog? I uh, so I've slowed that down okay. a little bit, but you can go to uh, youtube.com uh, slash Dan Petty um, again with two ends and uh, see my vlog. And I'll pick it back up here pretty soon, but yeah. Awesome. Cool. Dan, it's such a pleasure to hang out. Um, we always have a great time chatting. Uh, thanks for stopping by and I look forward to hanging out with you this week in Austin, Texas. To all of you uh, tuning into the Hustle podcast, thanks for your time and we'll see you next time. This episode of Hustle is brought to you by Envision. Design better, faster, together. Learn more at envisionapp.com. Hustle is brought to you by FunSize, a digital product design studio that crafts delightful digital user experiences with inspiring product companies. Follow us at HustleCast and FunSize on Twitter.